Okay, guys, welcome to the next episode. Um, today, I've got Sean Casey. What's going on, bro? I'm all good. I'm all good. Why are you smiling? Why are you smiling? Tell me why you're smiling. I, <laughs> I, everything is just, I, I say this every time I go on a podcast, but everything that's happening at the minute is just such a weird buzz. Like, I started um, posting content in that lockdown 2020, and it was like you and Smith and that that I followed at the start. And now all this, like, I'm on a podcast with you, got asked to speak at IFS, all this mad shit. So every time I jump on a podcast with someone that I followed from the start or just anything like this happens, I'm just like, fuck, just, just taking it all in, taking it all in. You, you know why Like, I love seeing that is because I've been in that exact same position and I know exactly what it feels like. You're traveling the world, you're working online, you're getting some recognition for all the hard work that you put in. It's a good feeling, right? Yeah, yeah, it's but, cool, like, it's cool. But I'm, I'm, I'm not here to, I don't want to hear what you think, but I'm here to, I'm here to get my percentage of the neat up 24 seven hashtags you were using ah. in the beginning. <laughs> tell them, tell them about our first interaction. How old, wait, how old are you again? How old are you? How old are you? Uh, 22, 22, 22. Okay. Tell them, tell, tell people about our first interaction. Yeah. So I started posting on, on TikTok. And I, I, I followed Darren, right? But I followed him on my, my personal account. So I had set up this fitness account and I started posting and I was using the hashtag need up 24 seven, but I didn't even follow Darren or anything on the fitness account. So someone, someone tagged Darren and was all like, eh, this guy's stealing your hashtag. And then you, you replied back and I was like, bro, bro, it's, it's, it's not what it looks like. It's not what it looks like. I was like, oh, fuck's sake. I was just who's this who's this with this bloody accent trying to take my knee up 24 7 and talk about general activity but i was like it's mine and, no. I, and i think i think i was like i think i said like brother at least follow me in it if you're gonna use my hashtag or yeah, something yeah, like yeah. that but you're obviously very like and i know you can you can assume like what i'm like now anyway i'm very like straightforward or i like to interact mm -hmm. with people and if you're doing well i love to congratulate people and if you're doing shit then you're doing shit, <laughs> but like you're no, it's honestly, I'm, I'm actually loving seeing you and I, I actually, mm -hmm. you and the rest of the Irish click, I'm calling it yeah. the, the Irish are back. And I was telling everyone, I was like, yo, listen, these youngsters, they're killing it. They're killing it on mm -hmm. TikTok. And I'm, and I'm loving seeing the growth. And when did you, did you think any of this was going to happen? Like, what was your, what was your goal when you started that like, when you're doing Okay, I'm gonna do tick I'm gonna do TikTok now. Like, did you have any idea of what you wanted to do, or like? I I honestly didn't know how, like all of the different layers, and I'm sure we're gonna talk about all the madness that's happened. But when I first started, I just wanted to help people. Genuinely, I didn't even have a PT business. It was still at uni. It was six, seven months before I was even making any money. So I just wanted to get this message out and simplify fat loss. And when I first started, like, obviously there's this influx of Irish people posting on TikTok. But when I first started, I was literally, I think I was the only, uh, one of the only Irish people uh, posting on TikTok. Certainly very little Irish PTs would even talk on their Instagram story. It just wasn't really a thing. So I was sort of lucky I got onto TikTok when it was sort of booming. So I was one of the, one of the first Irish uh, PTs posting on TikTok. And it just so happened that was when I was just started posting. And then obviously it, it took off from there and like, we're, we're what like near three years down the line across TikTok and Instagram I think I've got like three million followers over three million followers between the two 
and I've just got this gang of virus that I, uh, I I sort of figured out the algorithms, how things worked in that, and then I started coaching people on how they could do the same one-on-one, and then I created the social circle, which is my social media growth mentorship, and obviously it was predominantly Irish people in it because that's the, the majority that were following me were all Irish people. Um, yeah. So all the Irish people were joining, and then they all just started blowing up through the tactics that I used uh, to grow on social media, and now we've got this army of people with like half a million followers, hundreds of thousands, all RSPTs the same age as me so we were sort of we were all starting out and I was starting out and then I just took off hit like a million followers and then I started teaching everyone else so now they're all up now so it's a it's a pretty cool buzz to be able to do something for yourself and then help other people who are in the exact same position as you from around the same place uh, do the same but the, the social circle is not just for Irish it just happens that the the majority were that's when what, what they were when when I first started no, no, it's, it's nice to see because I think what a lot of people get caught up in is like, I know I've got the key now, I've figured something out and they actually keep it to themselves and they're actually real mm-hmm. weird about it. What, but what people don't realize is the more you give, the more you actually get, you know, mm-hmm. when you give that, when you give that sort of energy, it really does open up not only doors, but like, it's just good energy to be around instead of being like a weird person that's trying to keep all these weird little secrets maybe with algorithms or whatever it is to yourself mm-hmm. and i've seen all the irish click and i've seen you guys and every time i've clicked on one and i've gone on like an inbox i'm like oh this person's mentioned me or whatever and i message them and i'm like hey how have you got four hundred thousand followers now they're like darren was that your ifs talk last year you were like you were just kicking with the wind and this and, that. and you know what <laughs> i honestly love i love seeing it and it's watching you guys grow is absolutely amazing and now what you're doing you're tra- you're traveling right at the minute yeah so i'm in australia at the minute i'm in sydney done a month in melbourne uh doing sydney now so i'm only on a three-month holiday visa just to see if it's something that i would like to do more long term i might come out in september after ifs but plan is uh do do australia here sydney for another couple of months and then come back get a good few events warm up the ifs good few business things back home and then maybe come out here more long term i'm really enjoying it and even like last summer i, I traveled around a bit on marbella was in ifs portugal done croatia um so yeah just traveling working doing able to do all the same things that i do at do at home in terms of business and not only travel and have the lifestyle at the same time which is really cool yes and where is home so home is in Bambridge. It's about half an hour from Belfast. Anytime you're, where, when you're from the north, anytime you're, you're saying where you're from, you just say how long it is from Belfast because that's, that's <laughs> yeah, the only yeah. place most people know. So and where and who have you got there? You got your family, mum, dad, siblings. Yeah, so so I live with my family. My family are fucking amazing. Like they've been super supportive, which is something that I'm like I credit a lot of my success to them because when I first started making content, they were really supportive of it. They give me the house to myself sometimes when I'm recording podcasts and things like that. Anytime I'm like, I'm sure they're listening to this podcast at the minute. They always listen to my podcast, and it's just I have like that's the tough thing about traveling, being the other side of the world. Back home, I've got an amazing family dogs and it's just, yeah it, it, it's uh yeah i owe a lot to my family in terms of my success and how, how supportive they are yeah it's, it's weird isn't it when when and also if you come to a position where you can now support your family and friends it's it's uh you feel not guilty being away but like you can be there enjoying everything with them and when you're away kind of enjoying it on your own although you need that time alone to figure out things about yourself keep in mind you're very young there's a lot of things that mm-hmm. you're gonna you're going to see, especially from this journey, all this attention now is very fresh to you. And like, mm-hmm. after a while, you're going to enjoy it, embrace it, 
uh, milk it and like love it. But then you'll probably get to a space where you're like, oh, that was fun. But now I need, I want to focus on this and this and that. So like, mm-hmm. man, enjoy every bit of everything that you're doing because the most valuable thing is time and you never get that back. So like, yeah. whatever, whatever opportunity you get, bro, just say yes, go do mm-hmm. it, go have fun. And then the best bit is I, I think of like the stuff that I did and me and Smith did together. And I'm like, I cannot wait to tell these stories when I'm old and like telling either younger generations or your grandkids or something, these cool fucking stories that you're probably creating right now. What would you say yeah. is, um, what would you say is the maddest thing to you right now? Like what, 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 have you, are you getting recognized uh, walking around? Oh yeah, yeah. I, I get I'm getting rac- like even out here in Australia and Marbella, everywhere I go, I'm I'm like people are recognizing me. And what's mad? It's like you always think about these people that get recognized, like celebrities and that, and they're they're getting pestered a bit. Whereas for me, when it's recognition, it's always a nice conversation because it's always like your content helped me so much with this or that, and it's always it's just nice. And it's mad that you've got all the, these millions of strangers that know you, but you don't know them, and then you can just strike up a conversation with them on the street so i i don't think that there's any way to fully process like three million people that know you but you don't know them like you just see it as a number on the screen so i would say that is mad but to me it's just a numbers game i don't actually like i don't like I, there's no way that you can actually com- comprehend that but the whole thing is is mad because obviously like i started off just wanting to help people but I've always had a good business head. Like in school, I would have sold sweets and things like that. To, to, to be fair, back in the day, it was to fund my underage drinking habits. Like that's why, why I was selling sweets in school. But I always was business savvy. But I have went into business from a not trying to make the most amount of money standpoint, but trying to provide the most amount of value, always be ethical. And as a byproduct of that, I've got four super successful businesses. I am like pretty much financially free. I don't know what financially free, but I don't have to stress about money. It's, it's a really nice position to be in, but I, my money was never my focus. My focus was, was trying to help people. And then I love business. I love like, I don't like spend a lot of money, but I love being like, right, I'm going, I'm making this amount of money. I want to do this. And then I want to do this. I want to grow this business this way. So as much as I love everything about fitness, helping people, I also love business and there's nothing wrong with that too. And I've able to, been able to grow these super successful businesses like the social circle. There's nothing like, no one else has anything like that. There's lots of business mentorships, but there's no successful social media mentorship. There's lots of people that try their, their arm at it, but I don't see many results compared to what the social circle has. So I feel like I've got something that's like almost a monopoly there. Like if anyone, especially around me in Ireland, if they're looking to grow their social media, the social circle is where they're going to be going. So it is mad that I've been able to, to build something so unique like that. Do you, uh, I think I know why. You tell me if this is right or wrong, why that social circle is going in the right direction. And what I've, what I've picked up from yourself and a few of the other boys that I'm chatting to is that from what it seems like, I don't see a battle for ego. Am I right or wrong? There's apps like, see, See the social circle, within the social circle, there's a Facebook group and everyone wants to help and support each other. Everyone wants to see each other do well. Oshin Mulligan, one, one of the members in the social circle, yeah, yeah. I taught him how to post on social media. He literally overtook my following and I put up a post congratulating him. There is no animosity there because we all understand that 
there's no such thing as competition in the online space. Like, there's enough business for all of us to go around. So having animosity, oh, they overtook my following, they don't deserve that following, they don't deserve to be doing well in business, it gets you fucking nowhere. It's so pointless, but a lot of people don't see past that, and unfortunately it's a lot of PTs that don't see past that, where they think every everything's competition. There is no such thing as competition in the online space, and the social, everyone in the social circle understands that, and they want to see each other win, and I think that's what, what makes it unique too. Do you understand how rare that is? Yeah, no, especially with personal trainers and the, the online space, but just I feel like the way I've built the social circle and the way I talk in the course... It's not like a, we need to go out and fucking kill our enemies and like it's it's like everyone can do well together. Sure, me and Evan Daly, who I'm living with at the minute, we both have nearly identical. Like I helped him build his group coaching platforms. We launch our group coaching at the exact same time, and it's no issue. We actually run Zoom calls together. Like me and him will run like say three or four Zoom calls within my academy and his community. We'll run that together, so we're not thinking oh, I'm going to undercut his price or I'm going to launch at a different time in case he takes clients. It's like, if you're not fucking stupid, you understand that there's literally millions of eyes on your page. There's enough people to go around. People can follow multiple people and people will just buy off who they connect with most. So see, viewing other... I don't view anyone as competition. I don't have any competition. I know I'm always going to have clients. People are always going to enjoy my content because I'm focusing on providing value as opposed to focusing on trying to drag someone else down or, or, or stuff like that. So I feel like a lot of personal trainers don't... like They're just illogical in their approach to hot business and talking about other people. They don't deserve that. They shouldn't have that. I'm such a better... Shut the fuck up. No one cares focus on yourself and I feel, I feel like that's what I've done well and that's what a lot of the Irish do well and that's why they are succeeding the, I've tried so hard to create a circle like that in the sense of like but the problem is personal trainers are they're very insecure are very uh, very angry when they don't do well and also I think your biggest advantage here is you guys are so young so hungry that there is none of that as you get older you'll realize this with older personal trainers, which is probably why me and Smith have done well is because we've given no fucks, right, from early on, is that they have these habits from a young age when they're training people on the gym floor as seeing other PTs as competition as well as seeing them as threats. So therefore, they can't work together. They're like, oh, he's chatting to my client. Oh, no, no, no. Uh, uh, that was my lead. Oh, that was this. That was that. So it creates this weird habit as they get older. You guys have done it the best way possible in a relaxed manner um, of like growing it. And just, hey, well done, bruv. Give yourself a pat on the back. And like when you're going for a walk on your own in the morning, have a coffee and be like, shit, I did well, man. And honestly, um, well done. Like, honestly, that comes from like, from my heart. I love seeing you and the boys doing so well. I actually get excited when I see you boys in Australia. I'm like, oh, that's sick. That was me. I was like, that's sick. Mm -hmm. That was me when I'm watching you guys. So what? So what's what's the what's the what's the goal for you when you're you, do you want to you want to train clients or you want to train PTs or because you're young there's there's nothing you can't do like what would you want to do like ideally moving forward? So I, I went through so within a year I launched four different businesses I launched the Sean Casey Academy I launched Sean Casey books so I've got three different recipe books now uh, I launched my one to one social media coaching and then I launched the Social Circle so I think I'm I'm done launching businesses and I want to put my focus into scaling the current businesses that I have but uh, a lot of people 
go balls to the wall in terms of scaling and things like that, especially with their fitness coaching. With my Sean Casey Academy, I really like the the numbers in it. I really like the fact that I know every member that interacts. I can be in Zoom calls. I can support them. So that's like my, my shit that I just really enjoy. It's not like I'm trying to make the most amount of money from that. Um, so I'm happy enough to sort of keep that as it is, continue doing launches, continue helping and supporting people there. I will probably continue to sell recipe books. I'll do more. With the social circle, there's there's massive room to, to scale it. There's massive room to get way more numbers in. I've got, I think I've got about 600 people in the social circle at the minute, but I think I could have a couple of thousand people in the social circle. Realistically, I'll probably stick money in the property, but I, I'm not, I don't have this big pressure or these big goals. I sort of go with the flow. I like to have, I like to always have something that I'm working towards whether it's within the academy, within the social circle, but I don't have like, I need to have this or I need to scale this and get staff in here straight away and do all this mad shit. I'm going with the flow. I'm enjoying my work. It's never stressing me too much. Even when I'm working loads, it's not like, oh, I'm so stressed out here. This is such a panic. It's like really enjoyable. And I want to continue to, because I don't need to put pressure on myself to get to X. I know naturally everything's going to grow. And every, every like the systems I have in place at the minute, where if, where if I want to work, two hours a day, just do my messages in the morning, do one Zoom call a week, I can do that. But if I want to work 12 hours a day because I want to launch, launch something new, I can do that too. So I'm in a good position with everything. And I'm, I just don't have a lot of pressure on myself in terms of work, in terms of business. I know, like, without being cocky, I know where the social circle is going. It's going to have thousands of members. It's going to be the best social media. It already is, I would say, the best uh, social media mentorship in the world in terms of the results but it's going to be the largest as well over time because I'm only 22 I don't think anyone's ever really done something like this especially not in the fitness mm. industry uh, at this age so I can say that with confidence but I'm just going with the flow and I'm really enjoying everything and I'm not putting a massive amount of stress on myself and it's working well What um, <clears throat> Are you getting any hate? You're always going to get bits and pieces but here it is how do you process it the first thing that you ask yourself is does this person have a point sometimes people have a point and that's completely fine sometimes <laughs> people comment my recipes and say you overcooked your chicken i'm like fuck fair enough mate i probably did so you, you 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 take everything as hate and everything as a personal vendetta against you you're going to get very annoyed on social media but sometimes people have a point that's fine sometimes people are projecting their own insecurities they're on a fake profile they're not actually attacking something that you've said they're attacking your appearance or the way that you say words are and that's fine they're they're projecting their own insecurities no one that's happy with it where they are is leaving random negative comments and sometimes people are just wrong they're just wrong and you know because you're educated that someone that's trying to argue with you about white bread or something like that, you just know that they're wrong so when when you process hate from a place of logic instead of emotion it's quite easy to break down you're always going to get it Firstly, does this person have a point? Yes, no. Is this person projecting their own insecurities? Are they just wrong? Yes, no, yes, no. It's, it's very easy to break down, but I feel like a lot of people online, they take everything personally. I can't believe that person said that. People are, are cunts. It's, it's as simple as that. People are not very nice, and people have an outlet to not be nice online. But if you know how to process these negative comments and you know how to break them down, I find it quite easy to manage, and it doesn't really stress me at all. All right, let me rephrase the question. Are you getting hate from the fitness industry are you sensing any energy of because i did i did from older from like when i was in your position and someone was in my position not everyone i was sensing a weird jealous sort of energy that because you know the, the problem is when it comes to like the fitness industry is creating content is very hard for some people so mm -hmm. they and they, if they can't do that there is like 
they do project whether it's with their energy or with what they say they do project that towards you what they did to me initial are you getting mm -hmm. anything like that from the fitness industry uh, from not, not directly and to be honest i'm so laser focused on what i'm doing and i'm so sure of myself mm. that it wouldn't affect me anyway it's not like anyone has anything that i want like they're stopping me from doing something like so, some leader in the fitness industry is like oh no you can't do this because i don't like the way like i'm doing my own thing and i'm completely fine mm. to it so i actually don't need anything off anyone else and i would like i would be able to do everything myself so in terms of like no one in the in the fitness industry, especially people older with more experience, they don't really have one over me or they can't really affect me in any way. I'm sure there is people annoyed about the amount that I've grown and especially since I'm new into the industry, there's probably people that think that they have more knowledge, etc. But I haven't got any messages directly. I haven't really, It's it hasn't stressed me at all too much. It's mad, isn't it? I don't think knowledge matters when it comes to social media. Like in a sense mm -hmm. of like, you can say the most interesting thing, you can know the most interesting thing, but if, you're, if your delivery isn't fun, interactive, engaging, it doesn't actually matter. And I think it takes people a very long time to realize that and sometimes a bit too late, you know? So that mm -hmm. is a funny one. Quick question. What, um, what does your mom and dad do? So my mom's a, a teacher, my dad's an, an IT project manager. Okay, okay. So where would you say you got a business mind from? Um, I'm honestly, I'm not sure. Like my, my parents have been absolutely amazing. They've given me definitely a lot of my creativity. My dad helped me massively when it comes to getting through school. He's passed down a lot of his knowledge and a lot of stuff about mindset to me. But to be honest, if it was like, they're very much go to university, get a job, work your way up. Whereas I paved this new way for myself that no one was really, no one was telling me oh, don't worry about university, build your own brand, build your own business and go, I, I don't know where I got it from, but I'm just, I know I'm good at it. I, I don't, I honestly don't know where I came from. Okay. And not even anyone around you, like friends or anything like that were like that? Not massively, no, not really? massively. See, see, I started this by myself in lockdown in my room. And then once I figured out, right, this is w where I can go from here, uh, it, it sort of took off. But no, not, there was no, oh, well, like, see, once I got the ball rolling, I hired my own personal trainer, uh, Tony McAlevey. He's one of the most successful personal <clears throat> trainers in my local area. And he helped me build in my business, things like that. So I give him a lot of credit. He helped me. He sort of mentored me as well as being my PT at the start. But in terms of, like, first starting off and, like, with all these different branches. There wasn't anyone in family or things like that, but Tony, Tony helped massively. Oh, really? Amazing, amazing. And when, <clears throat> when you started doing the content, when you started creating content, were you even a PT? No, no, wasn't a PT. <laughs> <break>. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't have fucking qualification. I was just, I'm going to make a, fuck them. I can do what I want. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. You know what's mad though? Like to create successful businesses, you have to have that mindset. Like you have to have yeah. that mindset. This is what people don't get. Like there's so many things that I've learned from a podcast or a YouTube video or something. And I've made sure I've looked it up and I've gone, yeah, this is 100% correct. You learn and then you deliver it in a great way. Mm -hmm. Whereas not enough people do that. But don't you think now, this is what I think. This is my opinion. I feel like it's so saturated. Everything is so saturated on social media with the amount of content and the amount of information that's going out. You don't know. Okay. You listen to the people that you know, you can trust and blah, blah, blah. But don't you think there's so much information out there now where people are struggling to know what to listen to? 
in general who, who, not even like, fitness everything yeah yeah there there is there's an influx of information but i at the, at the start i was just very selective with who i listened to i have a very good bullshit detector and i don't know what it is but i can tell if someone's talking shit or if someone's not talking shit i can tell if i like someone or if i i don't like someone so at the start I was listening to you, I was listening to James Smith, I was listening to Jordan Satt uh, and a few other people. I don't, if I listen to someone five minutes and I'm like, oh, I don't really like this person, I wouldn't listen to them. But I feel like a lot of people are listening to, to every, bits and pieces from everyone, whereas you need to pick a, a few select people that you actually connect with. You know that their message is good and they're clear. Learn off them and then learn how to project it in your own way. But yeah, there is, there's an influx of information about absolutely everything. Everyone's got a different opinion online, whether it's fitness, whether it's politics. So you, you like if you try and take everything in and listen, like obviously I do like to listen to other people's point of view, but when it comes to forming your own opinions, uh, I think... Listen to people that you actually connect with and that don't send your bullshit uh, detector off the radar, and, <coughs> and you'll be sweet. Like it's it's as simple as that. Yeah, because I think if I'm being honest, I think I think listening to people actually shuts off your own creativity. Therefore, mm -hmm. it's very hard to have a your own opinion if if all you're doing is listening to other people. Like, yeah, there's, I'm I'm sure. Like in the beginning, you were. Uh, looking at people's content and going, I can remake that. I can remake that in my way and blah, blah, blah. And then you spike this confidence in a confidence that you get from repetition, repetition, repetition. Mm. Then you go into like a flow state where now you're getting creative. I bet you're walking around and you're like, oh shit, that could be a good video now, right? Yeah, like see when I, a lot, I feel like a lot of the trap that a lot of PTs fall into now, and some of them are actually getting away with it, they'll get away with it short term, where they see other people's video and then they just replicate them, and that's all their content is. Whereas see when I'm trying to create a, a video, say for example if I'm back home, I walk around my kitchen up and down, look at random objects, pick them up and be like, fuck, I could create something with this. So all of my content comes from inside my own head. Obviously I've built the knowledge and I've listened to people, but when I'm creating actual content, Everyone's talking about the same things, but you need to find your own way. To, like you need to find a different way to talk about them, put your personality into it. So it's super important that when you are creating content, it comes from yourself and you're going to see more and more now people just replicating others because they can get away with it, especially on the short form content. But deep down, their audience will never connect with them fully because it's not them. Whereas like I, I like, I go for walks. I, I go walk around my kitchen. I look at random things and content ideas come to me at the randomest times like especially when i'm about to fall asleep it's always when i'm about to fall asleep for some reason random content idea get up get my phone jot it down make that tomorrow so yeah my mine come from my, my myself but it, it did take a while to get there at the start you're like right making videos and similar styles to other people but i got into the swing of things quite quite fast and especially because short form content was pretty new so there wasn't actually many people creating short form content like even you and james smith and that you were still creating long longer form content i said long form but it, igtv is like three minute videos whereas i was making 30 60 second videos and trying to do it in my own way 100 percent. we were IGT when igtv was first a thing and then obviously instagram saw how well tiktok was doing with as short form as possible and it's crazy now if you don't hold on to someone's attention in the first what two three seconds it, the video is done there's no point yeah. is there mm -hmm. and would you say because you had i know you had a lot of growth on tiktok but then in the last two weeks you've grown 200 250 thousand uh 300 in the last two weeks 
Um, last three weeks, roughly. On Instagram, would you on say Instagram. that is from your TikTok growth, or is that from what you're doing on Instagram? That's that's from Instagram. That's all from Instagram. So um, at the start, Instagram seen what TikTok had in terms of TikTok completely re landscaped social media. It flipped on its head, and this is why with all business mentors that have uh, social media courses and things like that that are not about short-form content, they're basically irrelevant because in the last sort of two, three years, everything has flipped to short-form content. So you had TikTok, Instagram made reels, YouTube made shorts, Facebook made reels. So they're all just different versions of TikTok. Whereas what was once to go viral, build followings, all your content was going out to friends, family. You had to make super shareable content so they would share it and get it to new eyes. But now every single video that you make that's short-form content has the ability to be seen by a non-follower audience and it will be pushed to a non-follower audience and trailed on them and then it might go further. So TikTok was absolutely mental for growth. It's still mental for growth. But Instagram is trying to play catch-up so they're all like, everyone posts reels, we will give you the... Because, see, creators, they were moving from Instagram to TikTok because they've been posting on Instagram for five, six years and they had a couple of thousand followers. They've been posting on TikTok for a month and they had 10,000 followers. So people were like, why would I put my effort into Instagram when I can get all this growth on TikTok? So then Instagram fought back and was all like, no, we're going to push reels. And for a while, they actually stopped pushing photos completely. Like photos were doing absolutely shit just to push reels and sort of reward creators that were posting these reels. So uh, in the past sort of three weeks, I grew 300,000 followers. It just came from randomly Instagram just pushed videos from like three, four months ago. And there's no... I know how to predict the algorithm. I know what the algorithm wants, but there's no way to predict a mad push like that because it, it just randomly grew, like started pushing three, four of my videos and then one day it just stopped dead like that. So it's completely unpredictable. Lots of people have different theories about it. But at the end of the day, if you're consistently posting good content, you will have a chance of this mad Instagram spike and it's still happening at the minute. It's still happening on TikTok. It's happening on YouTube shorts. It's, hap it's happening everywhere. The mad thing is, it's just a matter of do not stop. Don't stop. Yeah. You just got to keep going, but you got to keep going in the right direction. And honestly, I want to say thank you to you and all the boys, because in the last, in the last two, three months, like I had a lot of growth from early 2000 and uh, late 2007, 2018 to like now. But in the last year, I've had a, I've had a big, like a bit of a pause. I was still growing, but like small, small amounts. And I was like, and it was because I wasn't, feeling hungry i was like oh Darren, yeah. you did well you're doing all right you're making money you're okay blah 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 all this shit you got everything you need and i didn't have hung and i didn't have a bit of hunger and sometimes you might get to this point in a couple of years where you're like you know what i'm gonna chill for a bit or whatever it is and i saw you boys and i was like instagram is not dead tiktok is not dead it's just how you're delivering things and i was like I'm fucking excited. I see these boys killing it. And I was like, no, 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 no. I was like, I need, I need to get back on it again. And if I'm being honest, instantly over the last like seven days from what I've been posting and what I've been doing, my growth spiked again. Like it's just spiked again. It spiked by 1.5K. And I'm like, fuck. And I was like, in my head, I was like, Darren, you're in the wrong headspace. Because I think what happens is, and I picked this up and I've been thinking about this for the last few weeks, is that, you naturally get caught up in your old way of posting and the things that you're doing. And it's very important to keep up to date with what Instagram and what social media and where the world is heading when it comes to fitness content and whatnot. And I was like, 
I was doing videos and I'm like, this is too long, bruv. This is way too long. Mm. I've got to, I've got to shorten this, shorten this, shorten this. And even yesterday, I posted, I don't know, 250,000 views, eight, 9,000 likes and instant growth. You're like, everyone's sharing yeah. this now. And mm -hmm. sometimes I think people and whoever, any personal trainer, anyone that's listening to this, if you do get to those phases, it's important to keep up with what Instagram is. Even now they're doing paid verification shit as well. And I don't know if that's the spike. I don't know if that's the spike um, engagement. I think it's more so. I think a lot of people are actually getting paid on the outside, creating fake articles and that to gate blue ticks. So therefore mm -hmm. now Instagram is like, they might as well just pay us and we'll do it. Yeah. Yeah. hundred um, percent. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. With the, the blue tick thing as well. Like, there, it, it doesn't really make a difference whether you have a blue tick or not, but I, there's early access in Australia to paid verification. So I just bought it because at the end of the day, people are making fake accounts pretending to be you. So you can literally just say, look, if there's a blue tick there, it's me. So in my opinion, I, I, I don't think it's a bad thing about paying for verification. It's not going to do much for you, apart from it just verifies that you are who you say you are. Yeah, 100%. And so you're traveling now with how many, how many of your boys? So it's me and Avon, and then I've met a, a lot over here. So it's just me, me and Avon um, out here that do, do the fitness things, and then I've just met people. And are you guys living together, or? Yeah, we're, we're living together at the minute. We're living together at the minute, but I'm only on a three-month holiday visa. So we got an Airbnb for a month, and then after that, he's going into a 12-month lease, and then I'm going to another Airbnb for a month with a fellow that I met over here. So it's, it's worked out quite well. Oh, sick. And then potentially you might do like a year out there or whatnot. Yeah, so I'm thinking I'm going to come home. I've got a good good bit to do at home over summer up until September. And then, then I'll make a call. Do I want to come out for a year? Um, I, I'd say it, it'll be pretty likely, but I'll see how everything's going at home. And then, then I'll make I'm not definitely sold one way or the other. I, don't, I never have too many firm plan, plans. You never know where I'll be in four or five months. But that's the rough plan at the minute. Yeah, exactly. That's, no, that's, I think that's, that's a very good way to... It's a, it's a good way to live because you want that freedom. It really does help out with creativity. And I think it's really important people understand that. When you put too much pressure on something and the stuff that you're doing now, it will block out your creativity. And that is something that you don't want because that is what, in essence, drives you, your business. And, I mean, do, how much do you enjoy making content? That's the other thing. How much I, do you enjoy it? I up. I absolutely love making content. There's a lot of people that hate making content. I love thinking of a video. I love recording a video. And then see when I record a video and I know it's a fucking banger. I love sitting in my bed, job done, editing it and then uploading it. Like there's not really a, and this is why I'm lucky. There's a lot of personal trainers that have all the knowledge in the world, but they hate making content. I, there's not really a, a part of making content that I don't enjoy. A lot of people hate the editing, but see when I've put a time and effort into a video and I know I've got it right, the editing is the part where I'm sitting and laying down in bed, relaxing, throwing everything together. So I'm lucky that I do like the full process. I love it. You know what? W one thing um, that I noticed about you, yeah, is that when I met you and your videos from early when I saw it, when you like when you were using like the hashtags and I start, and you started popping up on TikTok, you started just popping mm -hmm. up on TikTok. I was like, <clears throat> your voice, no offense, you're not the most exciting individual. You don't yeah, scream, yeah. you don't do this, you don't do that. But yeah. but like whatever you are, you you've you're owning everything that you are. So what I see and what I hear, your tone of voice on a video to when I met you at IFS, 
You're exactly the same. And that's one thing people don't do. They don't own what they are. They're too busy trying to either be like someone else or have you noticed that? Have you noticed that pattern? Yeah, no, 100%. Like, see, the, the way I even talk in this podcast will be the same way I talk in my videos and voiceovers, things like that. I don't try and be some someone that I'm not. I don't try and copy other people's jokes. Or, like, I have quite a dry sense of humor. A lot of people find my content funny and they say, oh, that was so funny. But I... I just say things that I would naturally say and people tend to find find them funny sometimes, but I don't purposely try to be anything or try to overemphasize and it's just a it's just a nice uh some would say monotone, uh, relaxed voice, but when, when people meet me, they're like, Oh fuck, you sound exactly like you sound in the podcast or you sound exactly like you sound in the content and that takes the pressure off me because I'm not putting on this whole show every time i put the camera on and be like right i need to put on my content voice and i need to be this person this <coughs> over excitable person all of a sudden i'm like i'm just going to talk the exact same way that i normally talk i'm going to act the same way that i normally talk tell the same jokes or, or whatever it happens to be and i really enjoy that it's just there's zero pressure on me there's zero pressure with content zero pressure with business because i'm getting up every day and i'm just acting how i would normally act and people are connecting with it so it's working well no, that's good. That's good. That's great to hear. What, what, what's, what's with the alcohol thing? I mean, I, I only started drinking at twenty five, so I've never really had like an alcohol situation. I'd have a few drinks and I'd be, I, I get pretty smashed very quickly. But I know mm -hmm. this year I see on your socials and at IFS. I mean, you were drinking at IFS, and then all of a sudden you went dry on alcohol. You mm. tell me a bit about that. What's going on with that? So in Ireland in particular, there's a massive drinking culture. So you didn't start drinking until you were 25. I started drinking when I was 12 or 13. And what? it would have been, yeah, yeah, that's normal. That's normal. Sorry, mom, if you're listening. She knows <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, but that's not like, a, fuck, I've mad issues. I was drinking that young. That's like, a, it's normal, but everyone's doing it. You go to a fucking teenage disco, you get a half bottle of vodka, and you'll drink at the park every single weekend. So my whole life, was based around alcohol. I, I used to box and I used to box quite competitively. But when I started drinking, boxing sort of came second best to alcohol. And I would never, I would, I just wouldn't be training as hard. And I, I would, the fire wouldn't be in my belly because deep down I would be like, as soon as I lose the fight in this championship, it means I don't have to uh, make weight. It means I can go out and drink at the weekend again. So I'm not actually that mad about it. So with alcohol, everything sort of became second best to it. And it was just ingrained into me. You're going out, you're having a drink. Oh, you're doing something. You have to have a drink all the time. And recently with like, even since I started posting content and working, holy fuck, what is that noise? You hear that? You hear that? <laughs> aircon, aircon. I don't even have aircon in here. Fuck, that's freaking me out. Is it, <laughs> is it too loud? Nah, don't worry about it. No, no, it's all good. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Right. So uh, recently when, I, when I've been drinking, I've just been like blacking out like blacking out so with me alcohol's always been a massive part of my life it's always been like stuff became second best to it but then i weighed up the pros and the cons of drinking what like most of the time when i was going out i was just getting absolutely smashed blacking out not remembering anything like even ifs i can't remember any of the ifs's people had to tell me what happened at ifs uh, like I, I like see the even the one in london i can't even remember it like and you're like what? 
what is the point in drinking, especially as you're building like a platform and things like that, where you're going on nights out, and especially like nights out around Belfast, I would be waking up the next day. I would never, luckily, I've never been in a fight in my life outside boxing. I never do anything bad. I never really say anything bad. But I'm just like, imagine like a, a human idiot that can barely string a sentence together. And yeah. when you're, wa- you're, you're waking up the next morning, you've blacked out, you can't remember anything. People are sending you photos of you and them from the night before, and I'm like, if I met myself at an event, say for example, IFS, say for example, anything, would I like to meet the drunk version of myself or the sober version of myself? Because I've got to a stage where if I'm sober, I have really good conversations with people, especially about business and things like that. Whereas if I'm really drunk, I'm literally, I'm just an idiot. Like I'm stupid. I, I barely can even string a sentence. So I'm like, why don't I try and, and challenge myself and just not drink alcohol for a year to see, see if I can do it? Because I, I've done enough drinking over the past sort of however many years, 10 years or whatever, to, to do me, to do me for a while. So I'm not saying that I'm going to go off alcohol forever. And I probably picked the most challenging year to do it, especially while I'm tra- uh, traveling and things like that. But I'm like, if I can't go one year without alcohol, there, there's an issue there. So it's not like a... I'm fucking turning into some mad preacher that's telling everyone not to drink because at the end of the day, most people are better at drinking than me. Most people can have a drink. It's no issue at all. That's not what I'm about. But for me personally, when the cons outweigh the pros to something, I'm like, right, let's take a step back and see if I can do something differently. Mad. But 13, I can't believe that. That's mad. That is mad. That is what we've done events in Ireland and I won't lie to you lot. You lot drink like there's no tomorrow. I've seen girls half my size drink triple what i could drink and i can't believe it i'm actually like my jaw's dropping it's unbelievable what you said ifs london were you in ifs london yeah i was at ifs london did i meet you there yeah you met me that's where you said oh you're the hashtag guy oh yes i did yeah Yeah, yes i did i remember yes i did i do remember Mm -hmm. i do remember now i remember <laughs> See, I never forget. I never forget that shit. I'm always like, "Hey, I remember you." Yeah. What? Um, yeah. I do, okay, I remember. I remember that now. And in Portugal, were you at any of the talks? You're at some, but were you at? Or were you a boozing, bruv? Right? <laughs> <laughs> I went to Paul Mort's talk. Um, <laughs> that was about it. <laughs> <laughs> so I was. Uh, we we walked in. And we had like uh, like a couple of gin and tonics each, and no one was drinking yet. And we were like, "What's what's going on here?" <laughs> we were just there for a session. I'm not gonna lie. No, 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 I know. I could tell. I could tell. And I read. I'm not gonna lie. The first, I never, I, I've never been to a fitness event. The first time I went was when we like got invited, and to me it was like a very weird. The first place, I, the first fitness event I went to, I was, it was actually Body Power. I'm not sure if you remember Body Power, if you've ever been. I've heard of it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's weird scene, like the fitness scene is weird. And did you enjoy IFS anyway? I'm not sure if you remember it, but did you enjoy it? I, I enjoyed the, the parts that, <laughs> that I remember, like, yeah. And are, yeah. You, are, you, are you excited to be involved this year? It's like, this year's big year for you, right? Because you're getting invites to all these things. You're getting invites to podcasts. You're being yeah. now recognized by people that used to watch and stuff like it's an exciting year for you, no? Yeah, no, I'm very excited because I feel like um, I can bring a lot of value, especially to, to people, because even at IFS, like there was sometimes people were asking questions about social media and I was like, I fucking really want to answer that, like, because I can give a better answer, you know, that sort of way. So I feel like 
I'm going to bring a completely different, like, a, it's going to be, like, what I say is going to be, like, a eureka moment for a lot of people. It's going to be unheard information. I'm not going to really hold anything back. As a, a, like, I feel like a lot of the time, and this is with all talks, people are doing a talk, but the talk is a sales pitch where they want to get people into their program, which is fair enough, whereas I want to just give people value, and then if they think that it was valuable, then they might end up joining the social circle, but it's not... The talk isn't like a shit information to taste people in and then give them a yeah. sales pitch at the end to get the good information. I want to actually help people give them good information. And then from there, they might end up... Like, that's the way I do it with everything. The Academy, the recipe books, social service. I'm like, here's good information. If you want to sign up, work away. Yeah, yeah. And I think people don't... Re- and that's exactly why I do. Because a lot of the B2B stuff that I do, like to help personal trainers and stuff, I don't have a business for that. So I'm always yeah. like... I go on and I say... And I actually take, I take the piss out of all the business coaches that do a call of action with each, each seminar, not take the piss, but they're always like, say if there's the whole thing of like, Hey, if you need, I've got a space for five women for this, 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 mm. this, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I always banner, go out there and have a lot of fun. And what people don't realize is the more value you give, the more people will be drawn to you. And one way or another, they, they want to give you your money. They want to give you money. But mm-hmm. they just, it's just how and where, you know, and it's just a matter of people connecting with the right, right person to mm-hmm. then end up investing with an individual that they like. And that's what it will, that's all it really comes down to. I think it's just yeah. every, most personal trainers, they know, they know the main things about fat loss, right? It's just more so about likability, who likes who and who am I going to stay engaged with for to actually listen to that individual? Would you agree on that? Or Yeah, hundred percent. Everyone's got the same information. Like you, you look at someone with, with a hundred followers, they're posting the same information that I'm posting in terms of what they're talking about, calories, all these different advice about fat loss, but they're just not posting it in a very engaging way or a way that captures people's attention. So it's like, you don't need to, know everything in the world like obviously you need to have a decent level of knowledge and i feel like when i first started my knowledge was very much calories in calories out but now it's like people's relationship with food the relationship with exercise what to do when you go off track making sure that you do this in a healthy and sustainable way etc etc layers 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 but it's still based around the same principles and someone could have all the same knowledge as me but they're not going to get clients and they're not going to grow a following if they don't have a way to present it that's unique to themselves and they don't add a bit of their personality. And as I said, for me, my personality is quite like, what you see is what you get. I have a dry sense of humor. I'm straight down the middle. There's no like, I feel like why people like my content is because that's it is exactly what they're getting. There's no bullshit with it. Whereas sometimes you're watching people's content and you're like, oh, they're saying that because they're trying to sell me this supplement or doing that. Whereas I'm, <laughs> I'm straight down the middle and that's what people like. But there's no revolutionary information. I'm not a fucking PhD researcher. I'm just, I have the same information as everyone else. And I just have my own way to present it. Everyone needs their own way to present the information and to add personality to it. And what, what tips would you give a personal trainer that's trying to grow their social media? So what I would say is every single video that you post, what is your audience getting from this video? A lot of people are posting videos. Sometimes they're posting videos for themselves because they think that they look good in the video, they're posting their own workout. What what is what is anyone getting from the video? So every single video that you post, you have to give something to to your audience. They have to get something. And the way in which you present that information has to be engaging. You have to draw them in in the first sort of two, three seconds. Exactly. Be specific. 
It's not a fat loss tip. No one gives a fuck about a fat loss tip. It's one tip that helped me massively control my appetite. So get specific with what you're talking about. Muscle building tips, fat loss tips, they don't work. They don't work. It's too general. They've heard them all before. So what specifically are you helping this person with? So get super, super specific and find a way to keep them engaged throughout. What are you doing? Like, see, just talking to a camera doesn't really work. What are you doing at the same time as talking? Are you jumping from scene to scene? Are you showing something going on? Is there different stock footage plans? So be super specific, hook them in in the first sort of two, three seconds and find a way to keep their attention throughout while adding your own personality and you'll, you'll be on the right track. Yeah, and anyone that's listening to this, this it might take time. It, might, it, takes, it takes a long time to get comfortable in front of a mic. It takes time to get comfortable in front of a camera and it takes time to figure things out. And you just need to be... One of the most important things is to be consistent and keep pushing when it comes to content for any level of growth. And I think that's the hardest thing. People just being consistent. People people don't like to wait for the long game. Do you know what I mean? They just want a short burst of success or whatever, but people don't realize that there's no longevity in that. And are you, after the growth that you've had and the things that you're doing now, do you feel and do you see where you're going? I'm going with the flow, Darren. I'm going with the flow, but I always want to be moving in the right direction. I don't have some end goal in mind. I'd rather have zero followers and the ability to grow more followers than have a million followers, but be be capped at that. I can't grow anymore. So for me, it's not a number of followers. I know that I'm not going to be happy once I hit X amount of followers. It's not going to make everything complete. But for me, it's movement in the right direction that I want. I don't want to make a certain amount of money, but I just want to make more money Mm -hmm. than what I made last year. I don't want a certain amount of clients, but I want more people coming in through the door, more new faces. So there is no end goal, but the the goal is always progression in the right direction towards the next goal. Growth. Always looking for some level of growth, whether it's personal or business, correct? Yeah, because life's boring. Otherwise, what's the point? I always like yeah. to be working towards something, but then at the same time, I feel like when people work towards these big goals, they put off their happiness until they get there. I'll be happy once I have this amount of followers, once I make this amount of money. No, you won't. You'll be happy when you learn that you'll never be happy when you reach something, but when you enjoy yeah. to learn the process and you, when you love what you do, you love moving in the right direction, that's when you find true happiness. Sounds like you drinking from an early age got you to mature quickly, bruv. <laughs> <laughs> um, to be honest, yeah, I've done a lot of the, the fucked up shit. Like I've drunk a lot and had a lot of mad times. So I feel like doing that so young, like if I had started doing all that shit now, I'd be fucked. Like, cause this is where I'm trying yeah. to get my shit together, build a business. Whereas I'd done that all when I had no other responsibilities and that was fine. Yeah. I went through that period. And in my opinion, this has only had benefit to me because it's made me re- more relatable. I can talk about my past experiences, but it has matured me massively. Like if you look at me even four years ago, I just like, like I, I can sit here and talk all day on a podcast and talk about these different things that I've learned. But four years ago, I just talked about drinking. When's the next session? When we're partying? What time's the off license open or not? So all of these things where people would look at them as like, like, yeah, what time's the off license opening up? Because we we would wait outside the off license at eleven o'clock in the morning for it to open, so we could keep keep staying on it. So yeah, all of the this madness and just being an absolute fucking silly silly cunt for lack of a better term for a few years it has led me to be like fuck i'm done with that i want to mature whereas i feel like a lot of people in my age are just sort of in in the mix with that at the minute and they're really like oh this is this is class session the session whereas like I'm, i've been there i've done it i've done it 
way too much and I'm sick of it. I don't, I, I've got other things that I want to work towards now. And I'm, I'm lucky that I have got it all out of my system, so to speak. And are you, so when you're in Sydney and stuff at the minute, you're traveling, I see you doing bits like being quite productive, being active, training and all of that stuff, meeting people. Are you not partying at all? You're not going out at all even? Or like, or are you going there and yeah, having I have, a drink? I I have been going out. Like, I went to Tiesto. I've been in a few nights out just sober. But, see, to be honest, like, once when you're... The reason I want to go off the drink, I like to meet like-minded people who are doing the same things. But when you're going out on a night out and everyone's super drunk, in my opinion, there's a lot of people that glamorize going off alcohol. Go out sober, you'll still enjoy yourself. When people are burning the ear off, it's just not enjoyable. So over the past few days, I came to the realization, right, I don't need to keep putting pressure on myself to go on out, going into these party scenes where everyone's fucked up because for me, it just isn't that fun. Whereas I like to meet other people through doing things like I've started doing a bit of CrossFit, different things like that, doing different activities, just being out and about. And that's what I'm going to continue to do. And so, like, if there's something that I really want to go to, a DJ that I really like, I would go to it. But I'm not putting massive pressure on myself to be like, oh, I'm going to go out sober and I'm still going to enjoy it. Because it's, I just haven't enjoyed it that much. And that's completely fine, too. That's completely fine. I'm sure there is people that go off the drink and they're like, oh, I still go out and party all night. It's just not me. And that's fine. The truth is, though, if you're out drinking all the time and you want to achieve something, you're not going to meet the right people. That's the first thing. And the second thing is... You're just not going to be productive. You're not going to be in the right headspace to actually achieve great things. And I think that's one thing people don't realize about alcohol. It's numbing. It's a numbing. It's numbing. It's worse than drugs. Like, it's so numbing where you're only surrounded by individuals that majority of the time are not drinking for pleasure. They're drinking to escape their reality that they don't enjoy. And I think that's one thing that a message that I've always given it's a hard one to face for a lot of individuals, and I'm sure you've seen that. Have you have you noticed any friendships kind of break off since you stopped drinking? Yeah, there's a lot of people that when you, you would drink all the time and you thought you're best friends, but as soon as you stop drinking, the connection stops. What I always say to people, and this isn't the case 100% of the time, but if you're only ever drinking with someone and you're never doing anything sober, you can't hold a conversation sober. They're a drinking buddy. They're not your real friend. And I feel like a lot of people think that they have these massive groups of friends, but in reality, they're people that like to go out and drink and party together. But if they stop doing that, how many of them people would they actually still talk to? And again, there's lots of my friends that I maybe don't talk to as much uh, as I did back when I was drinking and partying because they're still very much in that loop, but I still have a lot of time for them. I'm not like, oh, we're not friends anymore because I don't drink. If, I, if there's a lot of people that are like that, but I, I get on really well with them. I would be able to have a conversation with them for hours, and that's completely fine too. I feel like so many people are one way or the other. Oh, I've stopped drinking. All of them people that I just used to drink with, fuck them people. I don't. They, I have no time. It's like I still have time for them, but we're just doing different things, and, and, and it's completely fine, but... A lot of people, I feel like, with alcohol are stuck in a loop where they're, they're, they're drinking at the weekend, they're hungover, they're working a job that they don't like, but they're numb to it because they're looking forward to the next drink. And then it's, it's a constant cycle. It's like hungover, drunk, hungover, drunk, sort of starting to feel a bit better, drinking again. And they're, they're caught in this loop and it's all they're doing. It's all they're looking forward to. Whereas for me, when I started drinking less, I didn't have that to look forward to. So I was like, right, I need to find something else to look forward to. I need to find something else to work on, something else to do. And it was when I cut down on drinking originally when, when stuff ha- started to happen for me. Like if I still drunk every weekend, I wouldn't have what I have now. And I'm lucky that lockdown made, made it so I couldn't drink. Lockdown was all like, here, you can't go out, you can't drink. And I was like, right, well, fuck, going to have to find something else to do. If it wasn't for lockdown, I could still be drinking two, three times a week, working at McDonald's, fuck knows. But 
lockdown happened, so I'll take what I'm given. Yeah, exactly. Lockdown was actually a great time for me as well. It was like the first time yeah. I, um, I didn't have FOMO for the first time. I didn't have FOMO yeah, for yeah. the first time. And it just knuckled down. That's when my business actually boomed in lockdown because mm. I was already had the social following. I was just, it was a matter of getting systems in place and actually paying attention to the business, like staying yeah. at home instead of traveling. And it's mad what it can do. So have you got a time cap for the booze or are you just going with the flow? Whatever, see how you feel. It's 12 months. So 12 months and then I'll see where I go from there. Like, I don't think I'll stay off alcohol for life. At the end of the day, it makes things easier. Sometimes if you're meeting someone for the first time, a group of people, they're having a pint or a glass of wine with a dinner. There's nothing wrong with that, but I don't think I'll ever go back to drinking like I used to drink. I think yeah. I'll have to keep a, a close eye on it because I would be susceptible to, to like, I can, I can drink a lot and I'll keep drinking, I'll keep drinking, I'll have a drink in my hand and then I want to go get another one. And it takes away from actually enjoying the moment. But I think that if I'm conscious of my alcohol consumption, I'm like, right, I've had a drink, I'm going to wait half an hour until I get my next one. That's fine. So I want to do 12 months off it to prove to myself that I can do it. I'm not saying oh, I'm going to definitely go back on it or I'm not like, I'll go with the flow. I'll see how I'm feeling, but there's no, there's no rules beyond the 12 months. I can have a drink again. I'm not, there's no like the common thing with everything that I do. There's no mad pressure on myself. There's no mad pressure. I'll just, I'll go with the flow. I'll see what the crack is. Uh, the thing is as well, you build a different tolerance to alcohol after having 12 months off. So yeah. when you, it's just like dieting in it, you know, when people go from meal prepping to like, normal eating again they build like mm. certain habits where they won't go as aggressive as they did or the polar opposite depends on the individual so you'd probably have a few drinks you'd be like you know what i'm happy with this i'm good and then you like back yeah. off you know and that'll be that'll be pretty good but bro it's been, it's been good having you on the pod um mm -hmm. i'm sure we'll link up again we'll link up in person and i know i'm gonna jump on your pod in the next week or so or whatever we'll chat mm -hmm. um for the people that don't know where to find you please tell them where they can find you you can head over to Instagram, just look up SKC Fitness in my bio. The social circle is tagged to that Instagram account. So you can have a nosy there. You can go onto the social circle, and if you hit the link in the bio, there's a completely free mini course. You can look at that. You can listen to the social circle podcast. If you're into fitness, you can listen to my fitness podcast. Just go to my Instagram. You'll see everything from there. And if you can't, just hashtag me up 247. It will come up. Yeah. <laughs> 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 you know what? I was uh, like, you, you were using that more than me, innit? and I was like, great, this is great, because, <laughs> because like uh, someone, someone actually sent me someone, because at that time, the only reason I commented on that was that like, so many people sent it to me, and I was like, yeah, bruv, it's fine, innit? He's he's doing it's good for me. Just leave me alone, like whatever. I don't <laughs> yeah, care, yeah. bruv. Oh, <laughs> anyway, anyway, it was great having you on, man. And honestly, well done, well done to you and all the boys and uh the exciting thing is it's it's only the beginning isn't it and uh i'm, yeah. I'm excited for this growth and then see what ifs bruv peace pleasure thanks for guys, having me guys thank you guys for listening peace and love take it easy